Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The F1 grid probably isn't the 20 best drivers in the world. No, it's not. No way. That's what I mean. No way. The, well, me and you would be there if exactly. it was, right? Exactly. Put me in a Williams and I'll beat Verstappen in a Red Bull any day of the week. Are you trying to log out the intro because we haven't got anything to talk about today? What up, mate? We're 27 seconds in. Yes! I'm so light-headed. Just another half an hour to go. Oh, my God. I'm so light-headed. Everyone listening is probably straight away thinking, guys, where is the episode with the Formula One driver? Fab, do you want to tell them? Do you want to confirm to them that we did it? Well, guys, I can confirm that we've done it. The thing is, when you do someone of that calibre, you can't just be chucking up content. You have to make sure everything's okay. There's people that it has to go through. We can't just release a podcast with an F1 driver the night that we fucking filmed it. I wish we could start uploading the clips now, but because this is such a big one, there is rounds of approval, rounds of edit, and it's going to be worth it. Um, He actually set a lap on our fastest leaderboard thing, which we... I haven't actually spoke about, so I've just absolutely blown that, really. But yeah, we do have some Sims, and we decided that whenever we get drivers on... I think on, everyone knows that we have Sims yeah, by it's now. pretty badly kept secret, really, considering we've said it about yeah, 20 the, times. Probably the worst kept secret of 2022. And I'm staring at right now his time on our leaderboard, so you're going to find out who he is. Um, we're hoping to get it out before the end of the month. Um, I genuinely can't give any more of a timeline than that, because we're just playing a waiting game. But it will be worth it. It may be tricky because we may be going to another race this month. Oh, maybe. Yeah, we are desperately trying to get to Mexico. Like 50%. I wasn't going to say which one it was. Oh, well, he said this month. Oh, it could have been Austin. It, yeah. If anyone's listening and wants to send us to Austin, we would love to go to Austin. Yep. Um, we're going to be coming around with a donation box to a city near you. <laughs> um, anyone wants to donate, you know, 5p, 10p, maybe even a pound. We won't spend it on sweets, I promise. <laughs> Yeah, we want to go to Mexico about 50% of the way through. We have managed to get tickets for the race. We just haven't got the flights or hotel yet. So we'll let you know if we, we manage to make Mexico happen. It's a bit of a sticky situation. We've gone to the European races. They've been very, very easy to get to. You yeah, can't wait, just where like, where drive been? to Mexico, right? Yeah, they have all been European, haven't they? Uh, yeah, we haven't gone anywhere else, mate, I don't think. Yeah, we've only gone to European and we've only gone to ones Barca, like reasonably Italy. close. Yeah. Barca is like as far as yeah. we went. Mexico is fucking miles away. Yeah. Right, we were looking at the flights the other night. If you want to get a direct flight, crazy, crazy money. Yeah. But it's it's probably bearable. But we're going to have to get a changing flight 
It's like an 18 hour journey. Yeah, we're going to be looking at going a day early and having to have a five hour. Well, the thing, uh, thing is, most people who book tickets for Formula One races would book them the year in advance. As soon as they come out, they'd book a hotel, they'd be cheap. Any smart, normal person would do that, yeah. Yeah, when the tickets went on sale, we didn't even have a Formula One podcast, mate. <laughs> so we couldn't have done it. So we've been like, got this opportunity last minute, but obviously just financially, it's going to be very hard to make it happen. But we will do our best and try and get out to Mexico. Can't wait for you to see who the Formula One driver is. Today, we're actually filming this on Charles Leclerc's birthday, which is very nice. It's very exciting, yeah. There isn't, uh, obviously, you know, there hasn't been a race on this weekend. And so there isn't much to talk about, really. You know, there's the ongoing issue with with the Red Bull stuff. I've read a few things online, but everyone knows this right now. Oh, what have you read? You want want to know what I've read? It's on my phone and my phone's just died. Oh, man, that's just typical, isn't it? Just something about the the championship last year, which, to be honest, I think it's a bit boring. Like, that championship's done. We're just, I'm just looking forward now. Um... So there isn't a lot to talk about. Now, last time this happened, I managed to collate some information and we managed to have a 30-minute podcast where we spoke about different things. So I've had my turn. So now Jake Boys has very kindly put some great talking points together <laughs> and he's going to host this podcast. So Jake, you've been out fire all away day. with uh, the first point. You've been out all day and you've come straight home, picked up a mic and gone, right, Jake, well, you're, you've done the podcast today. Yeah. I haven't planned it. I've been out all day. What have you been doing? All right, let's tell the people what we've done today. You've we're been just, sat on the sofa. You should tell the people what you've done today because this is live on Monday, which means this weekend, anyone who lives anywhere near London... Alexis has the chance Kings. to come and watch Alexis the Kings, band. the band. Fab is a drummer in the band. Alexis I've actually, Kings. We've actually had a few, a, a couple of pit stop fans reach out and say that they want to come. That would be epic if some of you guys can make it. Guys, um, there is a cheap list, all right? I don't know how much tickets are. They're probably like 10, 12 quid, but there is a cheap list. I believe it's 50% off. If you want cheap tickets to my show, all you have to do is go to alexiskingsmusic.com Dot com. Dot com? You got dot, a website? Dot Instagram. Whoa, professional. We, <laughs> we got actually a website. do. It hasn't been updated in about two years. <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram, Alexis King's Music. They Send us a little you on DM. Instagram. That's just what I said. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Don't get shitty you're with me. You're so smart. We're on like a wavelength. <laughs> I can't believe that. It's almost as if like you're like my brother or something. <laughs> Drop us a DM. Tell us your name and who you want to bring. We'll put you on the cheap list. It's going to be a great night. Like we've said before, Jake's going to be in the crowd. He's going to be shacking out. He's going to be busting some moves. He'll buy you a beer. <laughs> Because he's got loads of money, because Pit Stop is so successful, <laughs> Jake's got Jake's got too much money that he'll buy you all a beer. Yeah, so true. That's why we might not be able to go to Mexico because we can't afford it. <laughs> and it'll be a great night. So, guys, if you want to come, come down. It'll be awesome. Yeah, just message Fab on Instagram. See what we can do. It's this Saturday. Alrighty. And where is it? Camden. It's in Camden at the Camden Assembly. And what time is the Alexis Kings going out? And what time are you going to be banging the drums, if you don't mind me saying? Well, it's an all-day event. There's some great bands playing. If you want to hear all the other bands, turn up at one or two, or three, or any time between 1 and 10 p.m. But we're playing at 9, I believe. Okay. Well, hopefully see some of you guys there this weekend. Thanks very much for stitching me up with this episode. No I worries, have mate. one thing which is definitely worth talking about. Well, we better we better make a meal of it then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I get stuck in. We're having this with start mains and desserts. Consider me in. Yeah, you in? I am locked. You ready to be out. hit with it? Yeah. Right, okay. Right, Toto Wolf has said... That he is willing to go over the cost cap as well, if it means you only get a fine. He's declared that if you only get a fine, Mercedes are going to go over and just pay all the fines. Which is very interesting. 
because I've, it's I've not heard like something a... as interesting as that in a, in at least a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, it, it's quite fascinating actually <laughs> because if you actually think about it, it's actually it's actually super interesting. Well, mate, let, me, let me explain, right? <laughs> okay, there's nothing to talk about in the Formula One <laughs> world at all, right? We are literally scraping a barrel here on Sunday. No, it is interesting because these teams have so much money, right? That they can afford a fine. It is true. The money it isn't is the problem. So if the only thing you get for going over a cost cap is a fine, every team is just going to think, well, I ain't going to fuck. You know, we can afford it. Which then, which then raises a question of how do they treat this Red Bull scenario? Well, it's like paying to win, isn't it? Like It's, well, like, yeah. your, it's like your FIFA ultimate team. <laughs> what about it? Really? Like you've got so many good players. You obviously bought them all. And that's probably why you do fairly well on FIFA online. You beat me yesterday. I did beat you, and so did that other guy. Yeah. Some guy, some random guy that we played, his team wasn't nearly as good as yours. No. And you, and you got whooped. You got yeah. spanked. I'm not very you got good, Fab. You got it handed to you. I thought you were the football king. I haven't played FIFA in If there's years. anyone in the world that I would we're ever want to... We're not even playing the new FIFA, mate. It's old. I haven't got the new one. 2023. It's the last one they're making, isn't it? I was really bummed because I wanted to play as Brazil. Because as everyone may know, or probably doesn't know... But Ronaldinho is my favourite <laughs> football player of all time. And I don't know why I get so much hate for that. I, I know we have a Formula One audience, but I just want to quickly ask, Fab, can you name me two teams that Ronaldinho has played for in his life? Brazil. That's a country. Teams. That's, doesn't that count as okay, a team? I'll g- okay, I'll give you it. Uh, now I need the club. He's your favourite player of all time, <laughs> so I'm going to need the club that he played at. I don't know. AC Milan. He actually did No, let me just treble check that. I actually think he did, and that is an unbelievable guess. Out of everyone you could have said, he also played for Barcelona. Um, oh, I knew he played. Oh, yeah, yeah he did. He played for AC Milan. You've absolutely smashed it. You know how your brain just retains like important information. You don't know it's there, but it's locked in the back of your brain, so in a dusty cabinet. Must have been from back in the day when you used to just sit there on the sofa and watch all what, them old Champions League games. All day, yeah. Classic days after school. Yeah, but I don't watch this new football because it's it's just it's silly. Okay, let's get off football. It's silly. None it's of our silly. audience care. We're a Formula One show. It's silly. Football's gone soft. So has F one. That's how you can tell. So has F one. What do you mean? Get rid of the halo. All right. Put the concrete barriers back. Let's let's get rid of traction control. Get rid of all this power steering bollocks. Let's fucking do proper racing. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to see. It doesn't sound safe, Fab. Yeah, no, you're dead right. It's not very safe, and let's never do that. <laughs> the halo's there for a reason, and the barriers are built for a reason as well. No, the halo is... I, I go back on what I said. That was a complete joke. If anyone taken that seriously, I wasn't being serious. <laughs> we saw how amazing the halo is multiple times. Have you seen the videos that show like which drivers sadly wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the halo? Uh, I haven't watched that. So there's loads of them. Joe would probably be one of them. Yeah, and when when Verstappen went over the top of Hamilton. Yep. And the tyre, Leclerc wouldn't be here. You could see the mark on the halo, couldn't you? So then we spoke about it before in a a TikTok a while ago. And um, a halo can withstand a double-decker bus. Devil-decker. Not a double-decker, a devil-decker. The the halo can withstand the devil. A devil-decker, which is pretty impressive. So the halo has to stay. But anyway, back to what I was saying, because we're getting completely off topic. Toto Wolff is basically saying that Mercedes are willing to go over over the budget cap if Red Bull don't get anything. How do they... We spoke about it in the last episode, but how on earth do the FIA regulate that? 
Like, surely, is that Toto, like, bluffing, being like, you're going to have to do something to Red Bull because otherwise every team is just going to do the same thing? Like, surely if they don't make a... What's the word? Like, make a stand on this. It's just open for anyone to do what they want with it. Didn't they... They've already released the change of regulations for next year, haven't they? Have they? In August, at the start of August, right? What are the changes? I don't know. <laughs> but But they released them, right? They said next year dot 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 is happening and this is changing i believe at the, it was like the 10th of august or the 11th of august so if they were to change the rules around that around the penalty for for overspending can they change can they go back and change change it is what i'm saying what so they're already set for next season they that, that, what are you on about I'm so confused. So at the start of august yeah the FIA announced the regulations and all the rules and everything for next year because they change from year to year. Why don't they do it at the beginning of the season? Why do they do it halfway through the season they're in? I don't know. Why don't you ask Ross Braun? Whoa, you are in a really snappy what, mood you're asking today. me silly questions. I don't fucking know. I'm fab from Pitstop. <laughs> Why don't you go ask Matt WTF1? <laughs> don't make me ring him again. He's probably sick of us. I was chatting. Shall, I, shall, I, shall we ask him? <laughs> yeah. What, you want to bring him? No, we can't no, bring, we Matt bring him again. again. Matt can't get too much airtime on Pitstop because... He's going to start taking all of our fans. Yeah, true. He knows too much information. He'll make us look really stupid. He did tell me something really funny earlier that I can't repeat on it. Well, repeat it. No, I can't repeat it. Go on, repeat it. No, it's very funny, but I can't repeat it. I feel like there's loads of like inside little stories that we've started to um, hear from being in this Formula One world. And I'm sure that they'll start to come out on the pods over the next couple of months in little, in little bits. But... One of my favourite things is, I tell you what, some of these Formula One drivers, they're a little bit cheeky. They do like slide into some DMs. You know, I've, I've heard from a few people that well, have been messaged by a few Formula One drivers. I don't want to drop them, name drop them, but... Th- this is the thing which I think has... I don't know if it shocked me, but it's something I never thought about. But going into the sport, and obviously you only see what's on the TV, so you have a preconceived idea of what these people are going to be like. Yeah. And there's many drivers on the grid, not naming any, that I had an idea about and I, ha- and I felt a certain way about them. But then since joining this sport and since hearing these inside stories kind of taints your view on them a little bit. In, nothing, it, nothing, like, nothing bad. Nothing like, major. Nothing really it's bad. just like funny stories, But you're just right? like, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't think that that person would, would be that or do that or, do, or say that. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's funny stories and like, it's the same with everyone because realistically, when they're in front of the media in Formula One, they, have, they talk about like there and then. You don't really get to know that much personal stuff about a lot of these people. I mean, that's one of the great things about our show. And I think the guest which we have that we filmed of the Formula One driver when that episode comes out, like realistically, no one's going to know like any of the stuff we spoke about. Like there's nothing that all the conversations we had like aren't online with him. So it's a complete exclusive. Like I think it's our show that is going to be able to enable so many so many people to be able to see what these people are really out. like. I tuned out from when you started that sentence, then I tuned back in at the end, and it sounded like that might have given away who this person is. Why? I don't know. I promise I didn't. Okay. Trust me. All right, I'm I'm locked back in. Like it's only because someone called Fabio Cavallo just came on for Liverpool, and I thought he's got the same name as me. <laughs> Pronounce that again. Fabio Cavallo. <laughs> Fabio Cavallo. Cavallo. I don't actually know whether it's Cavallo or Cavallo, but I don't think it's Cavallo. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> Taking not. a big interest in the Liverpool Man City game that's currently on Fab. Well, it's on a fucking 65-inch TV right in front of my face. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> I have to be honest. I'm, even I'm taking more interest in that because I, I have tried to find so much stuff 
to talk about for today's pod, but genuinely nothing is happening. Well, I had I had an idea, and it's it, yeah, it won't work for this pod, like you say. But at some point, I would love to go back, and maybe we'll do it for a YouTube video. Is when we go back and we react to some of our early TikToks for a YouTube video, it'd be great because it would be so funny. I was just sat there, and I've done this a couple of times before, but I was sat there looking at our old clips, and man, they crack me up. They crack me up. <laughs> the old ones are the best because we know absolutely nothing. But we've been. What's happened though, which is quite funny, is YouTube has suddenly started pushing our shorts, which are basically TikTok small videos, but they've been absolutely blowing up. But no one watching them knows that they were like our first ever videos. So we're getting so much hate. Like on YouTube, some of these videos have like 800k views. And what? And all the comments are like, wow, these guys know nothing. Like <laughs> blocked, never watching these guys blocked. again. They suck. Typical DTS fans. Hacked. The thing is though, that was right at the beginning of our journey. Yeah. I, I have to admit though, I do remember, I genuinely do remember being on that Zoom with Will Buxton and... Like, Will, you're amazing. Can't wait to get you back on. But at the time, I didn't know what 85% of what you said meant. Like, I didn't know anything that he I've was got talking a, I've about. got to hand it to Will because he was our first guest, yeah. I believe. Was he or was it Ollie first? No, we had Lissy. Was it Lissy and then Will and then Ollie? Yes. Either way, Will was like our first, like, really big guest and didn't really know how to feel about it because everyone knows who Will is. He's on TV. He was the star of Drive to Survive and got memed the hell out of. Well, we found it fascinating because we were playing the game, weren't we? And then we made a career. We yeah, literally had just that, got the that F1 game. Yeah, fucking intro with him, which really pisses me off. <laughs> but you, you, well, I've got to say thanks to Will because he kind of like put us on, the, on this platform, like on this pedestal straight away. Like the fact that we had Will kind of enabled us to pull other people well yeah because you need to be able to show people who you got like I don't any think guest every email that i wrote trying to get people his name was in fucking capital letters bold like we've just had will buxton on so come on our pod but one thing for sure is the driver we have just done will now be the new bold capital letters and we send out won't it oh yes oh yes <laughs> isn't it funny everyone trying to guess who it is we we teased it a lot and we are aware of the fact that because we haven't posted anything four days after teasing it, it looks like he didn't turn up. Can confirm he did turn up and it is done. Mo Salah's just scored an absolute blinder. Oh, oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah he chipped it over the goal like I was trying to do on FIFA the other day. What did he do? LB and, and LB and B. He chipped it over the goalkeeper. Anyway, um, and and it's it's mental because we've seen Will in the paddock a little bit, Reese, like here and there, but we haven't really spoke to Will that much since that podcast. And he definitely wants to come back on. He said to us on the pod, like, we'll come back on and do another one. So we need to get out to a race. We need to get Will back on in person and just talk about everything. I think Will loves the camera, so he's definitely very busy. Like filming for F1, other shows. <laughs> you think? I don't know. Someone, someone seems to tell me that Will Buxton loves the camera. He's really good at his job. In, on the current grid, which drivers do you think hate the camera the most? <laughs> should, we, should we rate them? Who do you think is like on the grid, the ones that love the camera the most and hate the camera the most? I'd say Valtteri probably hates it the most. I think the thing with Valtteri is like, He's just been in it, not for a long time, but like it must be tough teammating up with Lewis where like every camera and everyone talking within your team was probably just focusing Lewis. So 
you got to think he's been in that garage and like he's probably seen you know how it's divided like the garage it's like one garage pit and there's like one car and the other yeah. car the amount of times he's probably just been stood there and like his side's like quieter out the front and then there's like so many cameras out the front of lewis's side it's such a shame because as a fan all you want is you want to see these guys on camera and you want to know more about them but as a driver it's probably the last thing you want to do well yeah you don't get into the sport you, like you got to think, not not one driver on this grid started racing or started a journey into F1 knowing it was going to be this big, or knowing that the media presence would be this mm. big. Like no one's done it to be famous. I guess it depends what the media is. I think I guess that's kind of why people like us in a way because we we kind of have that chat with with people where it's not like we're not asking. <laughs> another way to describe it because we do ask stupid questions yeah but like in the problem we just done with 40 minutes oh it's a long one by the way that's another thing we should say an f1 driver and it's a bloody long one over yeah. an hour and for the first 40 minutes we're asking about his toenails and his fingernails oh does that give anything away i don't think it does okay <laughs> um going back so yeah as a music it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I would probably quite enjoy doing interviews if someone was sat there asking me like how, music. how did you write the album how did you how did you do this and do that but if i was on like a red carpet and they're like hey how are you what's your favorite <laughs> orange juice with bits or without i'd be like fuck off <laughs> leave me alone so i guess it, it purely depends on the media and like and and who's like talking to you but no i imagine most of these people they just want to drive and go go home they definitely I think people like now could try and get into F1 or work their way up for like the for the media. Especially if they've had a bad race. Like if you've had a bad race and then you've got to queue up in that fucking media pen like a bunch of cattle and stand there in front of all these microphones. And like, I mean, I remember being in Zanville and watching Danny Rick stand there. That was tough. He didn't have a great race, right? And then he stood there and I watched him do an interview with someone and then boom, he moves along to the side. And then he's asking the same, he's been asked the same questions again for a different media outlet. Yeah, there's like 10 different mics set up and they're all just going to ask exactly the same thing. Leave but the media is one of the alone. hardest things with F1. I remember Michael Italiano told us, didn't he? He was saying like, because that was the first time we'd had a performance coach on. Uh, oh no, did we have Brad, Brad first? Was first. But we didn't speak to Brad about that as much. And Michael was telling us about the media, how the media requirements. And he was like, it's all day Thursday. And then as soon as they get off the track... Like, the, the one thing I find crazy is you can't avoid it. Like, they, cr they could have a crash or something or DNF. And on their way back to the paddock, they have to go straight to the media pen. Mate, it hit me when we were at the Shell Beach House in Zanville. And, you know, these, these poor guys, Leclerc and Carlos, they've showed up on a Wednesday. They've got to go down to this beach house and just do media all day. 
Yeah, then you got to fucking talk to us. It couldn't get much worse than that. And we were the last ones. We were the last ones. Like, we've waited all day to do these guys. And these poor fucking guys are probably thinking, like, just get me home. Get me back to the hotel. And there's you and me, like, that's why when we finished, I was like, cheers, guys. I know you've had a long day. Like, there's a benefit to being the last. But then there's also. The thing is, if you're last, like, they might have so much energy because they're excited to leave, or they might just be absolutely drained. Like, I guess you just got to get them on the right day. But you do feel for them because that, like you say, that was Wednesday, and then they go Thursday, media day. That's where they sit in the room, all the F1 drivers, and get thrown a load of questions. And then they do the same thing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, <laughs> like, after what they do, what they do. Honestly, bro, I, I, it, this has changed my whole mind. Like, these guys work fucking hard. Work hard. When I used to think about, again, relating back to music, I used to think, you know, going on tour, you're away for a year and a half, touring, if you're a big band, touring the world, and you're away from your family. But then you come back, and you can do what you want. You can take a year off, or you can write an album, but you can write it locally and go home to your family every night. These guys are traveling all year mm. with the Formula One. They have like three months off for Christmas, and then they're back at it the next year. And it's again and again and again and again. And don't get me wrong, they live, uh, they have a lavish lifestyle. They get looked after. They get good food. You know, they, they stay in nice hotels. But it's, it's got to be tough. Well, that's why you see people like Daniel Ricciardo taking a year out. Like, maybe the pressure, maybe everything is just like, you know what? This is a lot. Like, if I'm not going to be winning, if I'm not going to be able to show people what I'm doing, because it's been confirmed now that he was offered a seat at Williams and at Haas. So he's just doesn't want to race for any team that isn't a top team. So he's just taking a year out. Like maybe he feels like he's been on tour for ages and he does need a year out. It'll be interesting to see what he does in that year out. I'm going to put this out into the ether now, but I think that you and me should be selected to document his year off. And I know Netflix have probably already got it in the bag or someone's probably got it in the bag, but I think he's going to do some interesting shit. The guy lives in America. He's got ranch. Does he actually live in America though, or does he just have a have a place out there in America? He's I got thought... a place out there, but I'm fairly sure like he he does spend a big chunk of his time in the US. Yeah. Um, obviously, he probably goes back to Australia as well. Yeah. But I think it would be so good because again, we're not going to be. Wow, that was nice. That was a really nice corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're not going to like hound the guy. We're not going to be asking him these dead questions. Like I wouldn't even really want to talk about F1 with him. Like I'd just love everyone's a fan of, of of dr everyone loves danny rick i'd love to just document him being a cowboy riding horses like it going on bike rides with him. like just just fuck about and like we could just do like a like a little series and like eight youtube videos which are like 10 minutes long and just yeah. like following danny rick for a year that'd be great i reckon we could see danny rick launch his own thing like go and just start oh, something he, completely he pro- different. yeah he probably already has like i i it's a tough one. Like, I still do struggle to see how he's going to come back. I mean, everyone obviously says hopefully he does. But saying that, there's all this talk of Hulkenberg coming to Haas next year. And I have never even considered the fact that Hulkenberg would come back. Because I don't know anything about Hulkenberg. He's raced for Aston Martin when he stepped in once this season. Or maybe he did two races. I just find it, I, I find it unfair to the up-and-comers. What, when someone like Hulkenberg goes back? Yeah... Yeah, like, there's kids who are hungry for this shit, like 20-year-olds, 20, 20 21-year-olds in F2 who are doing amazingly well. But it's money, mate. Logan Sargent, for a start. It's all money. It's it, all money. It doesn't mean... It, this is the thing we, we've learned. Like, 
But it shouldn't, it shouldn't be about that. Unfortunately, well, we do have 20 of the best drivers in the world, but the chances are grid probably isn't the 20 best drivers in the world no it's not no way that's what i mean no way the, well me and you would be there if exactly. it was right exactly put me in a williams and i'll beat verstappen in a Bull any day of the week <laughs> i think that's the that's the one thing i wish this had and i it goes back to what i said a couple of pods ago where i said about the promotion relegation thing but it would just never work because the f2 teams don't have the same money as an f1 team so you couldn't promote a random f2 team and then be like oh you've got to pay 150 million to race this year mm. like it wouldn't work you could maybe promote the drivers but like it is a shame because you see people like dragovic he's just one f2 right and he and aston martin have announced him as a reserve driver which is great and an amazing step for him but realistically if you're winning the championship below I think the sport and for the promotion of Formula 2, the best thing that could happen is if that person who wins always comes up. Because that way, F2 has more desire to watch. Like, and then if the person who does worse in F1, out of everyone, gets relegated, every, that would always be tense. Like, everyone would want to watch F2 to see who's coming up. Everyone would want to watch F1 to see who's going down as well. There should be a people's vote. There should be a people's vote. Really? What are we voting on? Just who you want to be in. <laughs> so you want to take over the richest, one of the richest corporations in the world and turn it into a people's vote? No, there just should be. Like, it doesn't, that doesn't mean they, like, specifically have to go in. Like, it's not like a rule by, the, by Formula One, but, like, there should be a people's vote just to see the numbers, see who people actually want to see in the sport. Me and you have a chance, mate. All we need to do is raise £500,000 and we can make an F4 team. And if we win F4... Jake, you're living in a fucking dream world, mate, all right? This is a pipe dream. <laughs> We're not, I, we can't be Formula 4 drivers. We don't, we're not going to drive. But that's what I've been wanting to do this whole time. We're going to get other people to drive. Like Joshua Bagembe will drive for our Yeah, team. me and Josh on a team and you're the race engineer. But I don't see it happening, mate. I don't see it By happening. By the time Josh is old enough to race an F4, you're going to be like 38. <laughs> Wait, how old is he now? 12. Yeah, so he could be in, he could be in Formula 1 in 10 years from now and I will be... 36. <laughs> so you'd be the oldest and one, and, and one month away from 37. And you'd be an F4. <laughs> F4 doesn't even get any coverage. That's a funny thing. Me and you would spend all that money and no one would even be able to watch it. <laughs> we'd have to like live. We'd have you're to right. Put... You're right. Joshua, you're out. We need someone older. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh is definitely going to race for the Pittsburgh F4 team. But I think me and you both need to be the strategies together. I think we need to, maybe we could just be a Duplo race engineer team. Work on the strategies together. I used to love Duplo when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah. What is Duplo? They're like the Lego blocks, but a bit bigger, They're right? They're the big ones, yeah. What else did you love when you were a kid? Uh, Formula One, actually. Yeah? For a bit, until I grew older and realised that it wasn't cool. I like scale electrics. Like you. Well, no, it's, it is true, though. Like, obviously, I love it now, and it's becoming amazing, but no one in... I honestly stand by it. We've said this on the pod before. Think back to, like, when we were at school in Housham. Not one lunchtime, not one afternoon, not one morning, not one lesson at school did I speak to one person about Formula One. I could not name a single soul in my whole school. I didn't know everyone. Me, but me too. I couldn't name anyone who even thought about racing. Warning, warning, warning. You are 30 minutes in to the podcast. Whoa. We've done well, mate. We've done really well. <laughs> For absolutely nothing to talk about. That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay, well, let me go back to what I was saying. Then. Okay, then we can wrap it up. <laughs> God, you really want to end this pod, don't you? Uh, to be fair, I am excited to keep editing the... Um, um, it's actually nuts, right? We're currently sat in the lounge on a Sunday night and on the laptop in front of us, we have a video 
with a fucking Formula One driver in edit ready to hit the internet and everyone's been guessing who it is and everyone has inklings and I can tell you now that pretty much everyone is wrong. Put, That's about uh, as much as we can give. I put a story out on my personal and put a little thing up just to see pe- so people could guess it. Oh, did you what like a like a poll? Or like yeah, a quiz? yeah. And some of the <laughs> some of the guesses coming in were pretty funny. Has, uh, people have guessed who it is. But... So yeah, I. To be fair, out of the responses that I got, I don't know how many I got, but one person got it right. If you'd actually really studied the content we put up, you might have seen some little tips and clues. And but I guess you guys just weren't eager-eyed enough. But next time we have a special guest, remember that I've said this. Because we'll, we'll really, really tease them. Oh, I love milking it. I love milking it so much. Did the colours on the TV actually mean anything? Who knows? I don't... Pff, do you know what? Or was my Photoshop expired and I had to use one that we'd already made? <laughs> exactly, the one that we used for Michael. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? That's part of the excitement of Pit Stop Podcast. But as soon as that episode is ready, the clips will be flooding before it comes out on Instagram and TikTok, which is great. But going back to what I was saying about school... Yeah, it's true. No one ever spoke about it. Do you reckon in school now? The only thing that I can think of... Oh, in school now, yeah. Do you reckon in school now, like, people are talking about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like... Yeah. And I reckon there's probably some schools out there who have now potentially pushed a route for kids to maybe get more into engineering, like cars and mechanics and stuff like that. Yeah, there's definitely always been routes into engineering and that, because college and that. But then, realistically, what is the route... I don't know whether it's a very like open. That's why it's great to have Callum on because you said about his journey and even uh, Mark Priestley. But it's, I can't. It doesn't shout me as a very obvious thing. Like, how on earth do you start studying engineering and then get into Formula One? Well, I think whenever I thought about mechanics and engineering, I thought you know some fat, greasy guy with his bum crack hanging out, <laughs> fixing jeans your, that don't fixing fit him. your Peugeot two hundred six down Holes the road in his boots. for two hundred quid cash, and he's probably going to go spend it at the pub. Yeah. In the afternoon, do you know what I mean? But then you have something like this, which is so intense. You need so much knowledge. High tech engineers, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think everyone listening, whoever wants to get into Formula One, the best advice all our guests gave you, remember, is just to talk to everyone, go everywhere, try everything, do stuff on your own. Like if you wanted to be a photographer, start taking pictures. Like that's literally it. Like you want, if you wanted to be an F1 photographer for the F1 account, just start taking your own pictures and start posting them. Like, unless you're creating content, no one's gonna see it. Like, the the day and age we live in is a is like content is better than a CV, right? Yeah. It's it's better to email someone, and it's just my opinion. Like, even applying for a job on Indeed, this is this just goes across the board. Life advice, like if you're applying for anything, always think outside the box because there's probably a hundred other people. Re- filling out a form on Indeed or or Job Center or whatever it is, writing in a load of stuff, writing in their grades and that. But if you actually looked at that job and made some content around it or did something for what you think they're going to want you to do and sent it to them, you're already standing out ahead of everyone. Like, oh, I think sure. it's so much better to put, put like, a, like a portfolio or put like a, 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 something you've done in there rather than just a load of text because like no one wants to read it. Like you just haven't, people don't have time. Like it's such a quick world these days. And also to segue onto a side note, which is kind of related and unrelated, but I feel like I want to mention it. Stay away from the drugs, guys. Stay away from the alcohol. Like, like you can, you can. No, this is no. Don't pull that face. Like, I'm being deadly serious, right? I listened to who's the really tall footballer, Peter Crouch. Yeah. 
I listened to a little bit of him talking about becoming a football player. And, you know, you're in that top 1% of being one of the best football players in the world. And he was like, look, I did go out and I did party with my friends and I did have fun, but I, it was knowing when to call it. He had training the next day. He'd go to a party, he'd leave at 10 o'clock. Like, if you really want to be a high-performance, not even a high-performance athlete, but high-performing in any area of life, you need to set boundaries. You need to know when it's time. Like, I've seen a lot of smart people kind of take a bad turn because they've just haven't bothered and they've got stuck into, like, drugs and alcohol. And I just don't think that's something that you should do. Yeah, I've known people that have been in really high positions, doing really well, and drugs and alcohol have absolutely ruined their life. You yeah. know, people younger than me, people only just older than me. And, well, Fab, you know what? Maybe it wasn't that bad advice for That's you to give the good audience. Advice. It's good advice. If, anyone, if there is a young lad out there listening to this thinking, I really want to work in F1 when I'm older, and all of my friends are begging me to come out and smoke weed or do this and do that and, and get up to mischief. Like, look, you're young, live your life, have fun, but don't get caught up in that shit. Because when you're 30 years old, you'll be looking back thinking, what did I do? What did I do? Like, make the sacrifice now while you're young because you'll be the cool motherfucker when you're older, earning loads of money, working a cool-ass job while everyone else that you would hang around with is working in, working a shit job, you know? Uh, yeah, definitely. And I also think it's important that, like, money is an instigator in the aspect of if you're young and you want to do something, a lot of time you need money. Like, if you did want to be a photographer and you needed a camera, you have to save for that camera. Like, if that means skipping a couple of parties, that means not getting involved in that, not getting that, that drink... You put that grind in it when you're young and then you'll, you'll be able to bet, reap the rewards when you're older because you'll be five steps ahead. That's it. I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not saying be sober. Be, I was going to say, be, I'm, I'm be, not, I was woke up hungover and fat this Exactly. Like, go out, have fun, live your life. But if you truly are one of these people who you feel like you have a dream and like no one else like is on your wavelength and you feel like you're on your own, like just stay focused, stay focused on the goal. Don't like, I mean, everyone wants to be rich and have money, but don't chase the money, chase the dream and the money will come. Wow, Fabio Bocca, this it's guy true, should man. write a book. Oh, I will. It's something I want to do when I really? get older. Yeah, but what I haven't got enough called? to write about yet. Bocca's book. It would be called... Bocca's Bible. Trials and Tribulations of <laughs> the Life of Fabio. The Life of Fabio. Like there's only one Fabio in the whole world. And it will be a three part. There'll be three books and there'll be novels. <laughs> to be fair, there actually isn't that many Fabios. Like in, I don't know any other Fabio other than Fabio Carvalho. Who plays for Liverpool. Yeah, Fabio Carvalho. Do I know any other Fabios? Mm, no, I don't. It's just because you're pure Italian, aren't you? The, of the, the purest. The purest kind. Apart from the fact that I'm only half Italian. I, we're not speaking anything about Formula One. So whilst we're not speaking anything about Formula One, I'd just like to say um, a quick rest in peace to Hagrid. You know, I'm a big oh, Harry yeah. Potter fan. So yeah, I'm not really. That, but yeah, it's still I don't sad. know how. How you've never watched Harry Potter? I have watched like a little, a few of them. Yeah, but mate, Harry Potter's one of them ones you can't just like n not watch it. It's one of the best ever. I think they were probably like, I'd be into the later ones, but you have to start from the beginning and like watching three little kids running around with a piece of wood going, Kazaa, phew, phew, phew. It's not really my thing, bro. It's not really my thing. No. I like Lord of the Rings. I like The Hobbit. Yeah, and to be fair, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. So you guys let us know who's crazier. Jake for not seeing Lord of the Rings or Fab for not seeing Harry Potter. I think we're both crazy. Okay. 
We guys. hope you guys have enjoyed the advice in today's podcast. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this pod. Like, we came into it literally not knowing a thing to say. We managed it. Um, uh, before you end forgive it. Forgive us. Before you end it, what I'm going to do, because just to make sure we haven't missed any, like, breaking news or anything updated, I'm just going to go on Twitter and go to to- and go top, type in Formula One. Sure. And scroll down and just check that there's, like, nothing major. Like, no major stories that we could potentially dig into. Go so for it. So, we said that it's Charles Leclerc's birthday. We got that one out. Uh, yep, there's absolutely fuck all. Thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. <laughs> Ray of five stars, because it's... To be fair, you know what? This episode hasn't been a five star. It's been a six star. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Anything we Woo. touch turns to fucking gold, baby. Guys, <laughs> thanks so much for tuning into the Pit Stop Podcast. I've been fab. Uh, I, I've been Jake. <laughs> And the episode with a Formula One driver is coming very, very soon. To be honest, that's all I can think about. Were you nervous to film it? No. You weren't nervous? Nah. I had two hours sleep. I know. I, I know. I know. Maybe, I couldn't sleep. Maybe two months ago I would have been, but I, I, felt, I felt calm, collected in my zone. Once he got rip. here and we started, five minutes in, I was absolutely fine. But honest, oh my god, he turns up in his car. He turns up, me and Fab are downstairs. We can tell this, can't we, Greg? We're downstairs and he turns up in his car. And we're just waiting because we're going to let him in the garage. And we just see him drive past in his window. And he just puts his thumb up and we're like, fuck. It was the car. He actually turned up. It was the car that made me less nervous. And he came on his own as well. Like, ridiculous. Yeah, Like, absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, did we tell everyone that his parking was shit? Yeah, or do they no, not know No, no, we talk about it in the pod. Oh. But yeah, he's an F1 driver and he can't park a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. We actually have a, a guest episode with someone very special which we need to edit and get out. So that'll probably be out before the one with the F1 driver, you know. I'll tell you who it is after, little wink. Have you forgot? Or do you know what I mean? Arteta. Yeah, Mikel Arteta is coming on the Pit Stop Podcast. Hope you guys had an amazing weekend. Hope you guys have an amazing week. We'll be back on Thursday for our pre-Austin, maybe a quiz, you know, because we've got Austin coming up. Yeah, pre-race predictions, maybe a, maybe an equal quiz. I mean, on reflection, we could have actually done an episode today on Austin. That would have made perfect sense. Nah, I think we should wait till Thursday, because then what would, what would have we have said Thursday? We could have done Mexico <laughs> before Austin. Today. Yeah, then we could have done Abu Dhabi the week after, and then fucking, that's it, done for the year. Even though there isn't necessarily that much to talk about in these little gaps, though. My favourite time for the pod is probably still like, I, like when the season's over, you guys may think that we're not going to have anything to talk about. But trust me, we're planning more for when the season ends. Than something, we are yeah, now. something that we've spoken about, you know, do we cut down to one episode a week? Do we stay with two? Is there enough to talk about while the season's off to have two episodes a week? Maybe we keep two episodes a week, but we talk one of the episodes isn't F1 related. Maybe we, we, we make content for YouTube. Maybe we... Do a fucking play. I don't know. <laughs> play. Pit oh stop my God. coming Pit to stop the West Christ- End. Pit stop Christmas play. <laughs> Pit stop pantomime. We could make some money. You remember like Sooty and Sweep, the old little puppet characters? Yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. my favourite. Maybe we could just make a load of F1 drivers and you and me hide under a table. <laughs> TV. Did you ever do a play in school? That's where you told me you were a star. Were I was a star? A, I was a star and I was a shepherd. Uh, uh, multiple occasions for these uh, Christmas play at school. I just remember being standing there singing, All things bright and beautiful. Yeah. I remember singing, 
The days are getting shorter, the nights oh, are drawing in. Mate, do you remember? Give me oil in my lab, keep me burning. Give, give me, me oil, oil in my, my lab. lab. Oh, how about? We are the children of Helling Life School. school. I we take have said pride we're in the things, things we, we do. do. Learning together and having, having fun. fun. Who's for a good time? Everyone! Okay, guys. How long's the pod? Too fucking long. Bye, guys. <laughs> if anyone is still listening, uh, thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, Bye. friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for being here with us on this Sunday evening. See you in a couple of days. You guys make everything possible. Goodbye. Spirit Studios. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.